Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. Good. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, church. So nice to see everybody on this beautiful day. It is not too hot yet, and it is just, yeah. But I do have my hat on so that I don't burn up. I like to get crispy, but not in a good way, like crispy peely, like the not good crispy. So, um, yeah, so I have my hat on, but that's okay. It doesn't matter if you can see me or not because it's all about Jesus, and so that's all that we care about this morning. So, um, good morning. Um, so, I, as you guys know, I got back from Estonia about two weeks ago, and, um, yeah, that was, it was absolutely amazing. And I was so excited. I'm looking through, you know, I love taking pictures. And so everybody in Estonia would be like, hey, you guys, just hold on a minute. I'm going to take a picture. And they're like, of course you are. That's all you do is you just take pictures. Like, that's what you do, right? Um, And so I would have, you know, people like stop and wait for me so I could take a picture of it. And so I was so excited to, to get to show all of the pictures and that kind of stuff. And then on Sunday, I was back at church and I was like, yeah, there's not going to be any pictures to be shown because we can't show pictures, right? And so um, I have so many wonderful pictures. I have posted them on my Facebook page. Um, so if you get a chance and you want to go look at that, it's not like I don't have like a special one. It's just like my personal Facebook page. But um, if you want to see them, you can go on there and see them. So I figured, you know, I have to have something else that I can kind of tie into Estonia because I don't get to show the pictures. So this is my best representation of trying to, to pull it all together with no pictures. Um, so during my time in Estonia, I, it, it's such a blessing to go back there. This, I think, is my, what did we decide, fifth time? Fifth time being in Estonia. And so I went for the first time seven years ago, which is absolutely insane to think that it's been seven years. And so um, I was just thinking about, and I came back and I was sharing with Pastor AJ. I was like, you know, um, just there's so many wonderful people that we get to see over there and just so many people that we're excited to to get to reconnect with when we go over there. And so he was like, yeah, it's so it's awesome. You know, did you get to see this person, that person? And I'm like, yeah, they said this, this, you know. Um, and then his, his next question is, so what are you preaching about on Sunday? And I was like, you know, like I still I, I need to figure out a way that I can that I can do this. And um and he goes, I don't know. I feel like God's telling me relationships. And I'm like, relationships? Like marriage relationships? Oh, okay. Like how do I tie Estonia into that? Although there are a lot of very strong marriages over there. But then I was like, no, it's friendships. I'm supposed to be talking about friendships. And so instantly I knew exactly what it is um, that I was going to speak about. So if you guys will go with me in prayer this morning. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this morning that you've put before us, Lord. We thank you for waking us up, putting fresh breath in our lungs, Lord. We know some people weren't, weren't lucky enough to receive that gift this morning. So we are just so grateful for you being here um, and just being present with us, Lord. Lord, um, I just pray that you would give every single person here and every person online um, the ears to hear exactly what it is that you have for them to receive this morning. We just thank you for everything that you're going to do this morning, and we um, give this message and this word over to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So before um, we get started in that, I um, was going to say hi to the um, people online real quick. Um, so good morning, Sunny. She's not here with us this morning. Ruben is on there. My mom is on there. Hi, mom. Shout out to my mommy. Okay. Um, 
Uh, Pete's on there, of course, Faithful Pete. He's in the back and online. Stacy and Stacy made a comment. Mary, great job, beautiful singing. That was that was awesome this morning. Good job on that. Um, and then uh, Carolyn's on there, Faithful Carolyn. Thank you for being on there. And um, we're just so grateful to to have you guys online. Um, and so I was on good old Facebook because that's what you do, right? You go on Facebook. And if you don't know what Facebook is, then I'm so sorry that you're missing out on the wonderful world of Facebook. No, I'm teasing. I'm not. Okay. But they put some good stuff on Facebook. People, people post some good stuff on there. And so this one just stuck out to me. And this, it kind of goes with my message. So just bear with me on this. So it says, if you go to church looking to become offended, you'll succeed. If you go to church looking for places where people fall short, you're going to find them. If you go to church looking for imperfection, you're going to see it. But if you go to church looking for an opportunity to worship along broken people just like you, you're going to find it. If you go to church looking for a place to serve, you're going to find a place to serve. If you go to church to love people like Jesus, you can love people like Jesus. Ten out of ten times, you are going to find what you're looking for. Look for Jesus. Yeah, that was good. And then um, there was one more because I'm like, hey, why not? You know, Facebook is fun. Okay, so um, this one says, you cannot force someone to comprehend a message they are not ready to receive, right? Still, you must never underestimate the power of planting a seed. Isn't that good? Facebook has some good stuff. Yeah. Okay, good. So let me turn that off now. Okay, there we go. So back to the, the actual message. So um, we're going to start in, in the beginning, right? Because where else to start but the beginning of the book, right? Anybody know what the beginning of the book is? Genesis. Yay, you all get a gold star for this morning. Perfect. Okay. Um, so um, I got to put that on there. Okay. So in the beginning, God created what? What did God create? Anybody know anything God created? The heaven and the earth. Anything else? Man, good. Anything else? Plants, animals, yeah, you guys have read the beginning of the book. Good job. You guys made it. Okay. Um, so, um, specifically, Genesis 2.18. Well, no, don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. Gigi, put it away. Don't go there. Don't go there yet. I have to make my point first. Okay. Okay. I forgot my point in all of it. Okay. So, um, so God made all of these things, and what did he call them? He called them all good. He looked back, and he was like, Oh, you know, this was made, and he looked back and he saw that it was good. So he saw goodness in all of the things that he made. But when you get to a Bible verse that I'm not going to mention quite yet, um, there's something that was not good. Anybody know what, what the Lord made that was not good? Us? Okay, well, he didn't say that at the beginning. Anybody? Is there anything that was made that was not good? Sandra? The man was alone. The man was alone. So now you can go to Genesis 2.18. There you go, Gigi. Okay. So Genesis 2.18, it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good, whoa, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Think about that. God did something that was not good, but then he fixed it, Right? And so when we think about that, um, God was so good with all the things that he made, but there was one thing that he was not satisfied with. And so he, he did something about it. He created a woman. This was an issue before sin entered the world. Think about that. 
Right now, what are our biggest issues? Sin, idolatry, or just to name a few, are things that are, are ever-present today, right? But there was something that needed to be fixed before any of that entered the world. And so um, our first issue was isolation. Isolation was our first issue. And I forgot to say the title of this message. This message is Bold Friendships. Okay, so isolation was the issue. The very first issue in, in the whole entire world was isolation. So next we're going to jump to um, Galatians 6, verse 1 through 3. And I have a lot of Bible verses because I love the Bible. And how do you, like, I, I get, like, 75 Bible verses. And I'm like, they're not going to sit through 75 Bible verses. Like, I got to narrow it down. I still have 10, so I, I feel like it's good. But sorry that there's a lot. So Galatians 6, 1 through 3. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. I have a bug flying in my face. Okay. Um, that is not in the word. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like getting in my eyeballs. Okay. Um, and then verse 2. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. I didn't mean to take you down a couple of notches, but, but there you go. You are not that important to help somebody else. And so um, that message really, or that, that Bible verse is so important because we need other believers to, to share our burdens with us, right? We're not called to do life by ourselves. It doesn't say like, oh, you know, don't hold anybody accountable for anything. It says that we have to share our burdens with each other. And, and that's in order to obey the law of Christ. So when I was in Estonia, um, I got to stand up um, on both of the Sundays I was there. And I got to share with them, um, you know, a little bit about the vertigo that I was experiencing and the neck pain. I shared it with you guys a while back. Um, and, you know, I told them, I said, I was so nervous that I wasn't going to get to come back to Estonia and I wasn't going to get to see you guys. Like, I mean, I cried tears because I'm like, how am I ever going to get on a plane being this sick? And, um, and then I said, but God did it and he brought me here. And so uh, I had a friend, Katri, and she is, it was so sweet, but she gave me a gentle, you know, she rebuked me gently. And she said, Sarah, like, I never once heard about this. How come I never heard about this? How come you never asked me to pray for you? And I was just like, ooh, ooh, right? How many times do we think that we have to go through things all on our own, right? I asked my husband to pray for me because, you know, I'm sitting there crying and, you know, the room's spinning around me as I'm standing still. And I'm like, just pray for me. Get this away from me. But, but I never reached out and I never asked anybody to pray for me about that. Um, not that I didn't reach out to anybody, but she was just like, how come you never, how come you never told us we can pray alongside you? And so, um, so I think that that, that gentle rebuke, right? That gentle holding people accountable to each other is so, so important because we have to share each other's burdens. We, we're not meant to do it by ourselves. So the next verse is, um, Philippians 2, 20 through 21. And it says, I have no one else like Timothy. This is Paul talking. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. And he's talking to the uh, Philipp Philippian church. Um, who cares about your welfare. 
All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. Ouch, right? Um, and, And put your name in that verse. When you have people that talk about you, do you want them to say, Um, I have no one else like Melissa. I have no one else like Sandra. I have no one else like Wendy. I have no one else like um, John. I have no one else like Kayla. I have no one else like Gigi. I have no one else, right? I have no one else. Be that person. Be that person that genuinely cares about God's people. Um, And so uh, part of of being a friend is taking interest in other people. Um, there's always those friends that take no interest in you, right? But you are always giving, 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 and it's a one-way street, right? And so to be a good friend, we have to take interest in other people um, to, seek, to seek that out. And it's not always about ourselves. It's about what Jesus wants. And Jesus wants us to see other people. And so if other people, you see other people, then wouldn't it be awesome if other people got to see you as well, right? It's a two-way street. So friends are a wonderful gift from God, and we need to seek friends intentionally. So raise your hand. This is an interactive church service. Welcome. Um, Raise your hand if you have Facebook. Anybody in here have Facebook? Oh, nice. A lot of hands. Raise your hand if you have Instagram. Okay, Instagram, Facebook. Raise your hand if you have um, maybe Snapchat. That's for the younger kids, okay? Good. And some of the older ones, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. I I didn't mean you, Michelle. I just meant everybody else. Okay. Um, Good. Any other social medias that I'm missing that somebody has? TikTok? Anybody have TikTok? A couple people? Okay. Twitter? Be real? Just to name a few. Okay. So, question for you guys. Um, How many friends do you, if you have Facebook, we'll just say Facebook and Instagram because those are the two, like, bigger ones. So, how many friends do you have on Facebook? Anybody know their number? Kayla? 60. Okay, good. 735. Okay, nice. Yeah? 845. Okay, good. Yep. 86. Nice. Okay, what about Instagram followers? How many? Brooke? 221. Okay. 232. Okay. Zero. Nice. 1,050, okay, good. So, so we have all of these numbers, right? So now here comes our next question. Business, okay, so business, we have that many. Okay, good. Well, hopefully then this next statement doesn't ring true to you. Okay, so, um, uh, so the average in December of 2022, the average person had 338 Facebook friends. And I couldn't find stats for Instagram, so sorry to let you down on that one. Oh, no, no, I did. Uh, 356 Instagram followers, okay? That's average. So now think about it. Of those friends and followers that you have on Facebook, can anybody say that every single one of them is a true friend? Anybody? Kayla has her hand up. She had 60, so so I could see that, okay? Think about that. Interesting, right? Now, you're not alone because 28% of uh, people that were interviewed said that they, that, that they, only, or they only know about 28% of the friends that they have on Facebook. So, so you are not alone if you could not raise your hand to answer that question. So, um, so part of it is, is that the quality of friends 
The quality of true friends is more important than the quantity of them. So the quality is more important than the quantity. And character is more important. The character of, the, of your friends is more important than having a large number of acquaintances. And so Luke, um, in Luke, it says Jesus originally sent off, anybody know the number? Originally. How many disciples he sent off originally? You only know because I, we had this conversation in the car last night. Okay, 70. Caden got it. Gold star for Caden. Good. So 70 or 72. It says, it says both numbers in there. Um, so originally he sent off 70 or 72 disciples. Then he narrowed it down to everybody got it. How many? 12. And then from there, his inner circle consisted of how many? Three. Yep, Caden. Yep, gold star. Good. Um, so that was Peter, James, and John. So think about it. Jesus even started out with a large number, and he dwindled it down until he got his three people on his inner circle. So the first point for today is that we need bold friends, right? Anybody want bold friends in here? Yeah, bold friends, right? Um, that'll speak Jesus's name and Jesus's truth. So then the next question becomes like, okay, cool. So we need some bold friends. Well, how am I supposed to get bold friends, right? Or how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to get these friends? So that's what we're going to talk about next. So Proverbs 18.1, this kind of goes with the other one, but it kind of has to go on this one. So just bear with me on this. But Proverbs 18.1, it says people, um, and this is the good news translation. Um, it says people who do not get along with others are interested only in themselves. So think about that. If you don't get along with other people, then it must mean that you're only interested in yourself. They will disagree with what everyone else knows is right. Um, there's other translations that say, you know, unfriendly people are not interested in interacting with others. Um, some state that loners are not interested. Um, so it's good to have friends and people that, that we can trust. So now, how do, how do we make these friends? So, um, Proverbs 13.20. So, Proverbs 13.20. And I'm going to hop all over and I'm going to kind of go quick because I don't want to keep you guys here for 10,000 hours. Um, well, I do because it would be fun to spend 10,000 hours doing nothing but talking about Jesus. But I know you all have to eat lunch and grocery shop and all the fun things. Okay, so Proverbs 13.20 says, walk with the wise and become what? Wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. So, walk with the wise and become wise. Anybody want to walk with wise people and become wise yourself? Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I think back, you know, back to, you know, my younger years, um, it was, you know, fun to associate with fools, but what did I always wind up in when I associated with the fools? Trouble every single time. Like there's no times that you get to associate and hang out with fools and do stupid things and that you don't get into trouble. It's just, it, it just doesn't make sense. And did I know God's word at that time? I sure did not know God's word at that time. But everything I can look back on and be like, yep, every single time it happened. And then Proverbs um, 22, uh, verse 24 and 25, it says, don't befriend angry people. So don't be friends with angry people. Or associate with hot-tempered people. Because something happens when you associate with them, right? Verse 25 says, or you will learn to become like them and endanger your soul. Anybody in here want their soul endangered? Absolutely not. Nobody, I think, would be like, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's go out and be reckless and endanger my soul. 
So, so it tells you right there. It tells you how, like, what kind of people you, you want to associate with. So you need to open your um, life fully to people that you can trust the deepest. Jesus opened up to different people at different degrees. Even though he just had his three inner circle, he still associated with other people, right? He still called other people his friends, but he only opened up to a certain degree. So, for instance, um, when he would go out and speak to crowds, he would preach in what? Anybody know? Parables, right? He would preach in parables so that people could understand exactly what it is that he was talking about. However, with his closest friends, anybody, can anybody think of um, places that Jesus took his three closest friends to? Testing your biblical knowledge today. Look at that. The garden, right? Garden of Gethsemane. I always mess that one up. And then where? The Mount of Transfiguration, right? Where he came out glowing. Yeah. So he took his, his inner people to there, and they got to see things that the rest of the people didn't get to see, right? So is it saying that all of your friends, you have to, like, shun them away, and, and you're like, oh, I can only have three besties? No, we're not saying that. You can still have other friends, but how you interact with them is different. You keep the people that you can trust the closest. <clears throat> and, when you, um, and when you're looking at people that you want to uh, get close to, you want to be with people that you want to be like right? Like that's who you want to surround yourself is people that spur you on to better works. You don't want to be around people that drag you down and make you do dumb things and make you, you know, make bad choices. So, so you have to use caution when you choose who you're um, choosing to emulate. And then letting your friendship develop slowly, I think is, is important. Um, I think, you know, there's some people that you, that you get to meet and you're instantly like, oh, we're besties, right? But, but there's beauty in taking time because when you take time to get to know people, their character shows, right? Anybody think like instantly like, oh, I'm going to be best friends with this person for the rest of my life. And then once you get to know them, you're like, ooh, bad choice, bad idea, shouldn't have done that. It happens sometimes, right? Um, and so, and bear with me as I tie my Estonia stuff into here. So um, again, back in 2016 was the first time that, that we went to Estonia and they asked us to help at a family camp. And so we're like, sure, no problem. Let's help at the family camp. And we go and we're helping these three like um, elders, I guess you could call in ch the church or the three leaders. They have no idea who we are. We have no idea how, who they are. And, um, but we're just working alongside them because there's a task that needs to get done, a job that has to be done. And so, okay, like, we don't know anybody in Estonia, so now we know six, six people, right? Three couples. And so we got to serve alongside them. And that was seven years ago. And now fast forward, and we've seen them each time that we've been back to Estonia. But now fast forward, um, two, two of those women are, are women that I would consider my dear friends. And that took time, right? It wasn't an overnight instant friendship that we were, you know, best friends the first, the first time that we met. And then we got to, um, one of them actually opened her home up to us. Katri opened her home up to us. And Caden and I got to go and rather than like staying in, you know, a church or rather than staying, um, you know, in an Airbnb or whatever the case is, we got to stay in their home, which was absolutely amazing and, and life-changing really to just be embedded into the Estonian culture um, eating sandwiches for breakfast because that's what they eat over there is sandwiches. And I'm like, 
for breakfast? What? Like, we eat them for lunch. You eat them when? You know? And so just getting to share and just be, be a part. And, and that friendship has become even, even closer than it was, um, you know, the first time that, that we met them. And then um, another friend, Helena, which is the other woman that we met the first time, um, she won, they love their country so dearly over there. And so she wanted us to get to see her country. And so um, she, and she works, she's like the, the face or like the, the face, is that what you call it? Yeah. But, but like she's the host of a Christian television station that's over there. The only one that's over there, TV7. Shout out to TV7. Um, and so, but she like records video segments and she does all, and I mean, she's so, so busy being pulled in so many different directions. So she actually got up. And she had a busy week, like, interviewing and talking. And, and mind you, there's spiritual attacks going on over there where she works at as well, uh, or around where she works, I should say. Um, and, and she wanted so, so badly to, to show us her country that she took us, and we drove three hours round trip to go to a beautiful seaside. And mind you, she preached right before that. So she preached. We went and we grabbed a bite of pizza to eat. And then we went out and we spent a whole afternoon with her showing us her country. But that's what friendship is about, right? That's what it's about, is, is being exhausted and tired. And then the next week, she was traveling and all of this stuff. But she took that time to spend with us. Um, and so, so my point in that is just that friendships aren't built overnight. It's okay to take time to truly get to know somebody to see if those are the people that you want speaking into their life. So now we want good friends, right? But... In order to get good friends, what do we need to be? We have to be a good friend. So um, Proverbs 25, 17 says, Don't visit your neighbors too often, or you will wear out your welcome. Ouch! Anybody experience that? Don't point to people sitting around here. Don't do that. That's not fun. Yeah where you have people that are constantly at your house and you're like, dude, it's time, I'm tired, like, I got to put my kids to bed. That's why when we do, um, you know, sisterhood or we do um, small groups, we want to be intentional and we want to get out of there so that people can have their homes back. We don't want to wear out our welcome where it's like, dang, it's already like almost 11 o'clock and you people still have not left out of my house, right? And so we want to be respectful of people. We don't want to wear out their welcome. So that's something that we get to do. We get to not wear out our welcome by knowing when it's time to go. Um, another story is that um, in Estonia, I have a friend named Hanna, and she's pregnant, and she also has an almost two-year-old who keeps, um, you know, who keeps her on her toes, absolutely. And so we were over there, and we got to go out and have dinner with her and just spend some time with her because she's, you know, another very special friend over there. And um, we were over there, you know, playing with her son and stuff. Mind you, she works full time and she's, you know, pregnant and she walks everywhere because they have cars, but more often people walk, especially in the summertime because it's beautiful outside there. Um, and so she's, you know, walking like she had an appointment to like see, um, they call it kindergarten, but it's kind of like a preschool for her son. And so she walks over to get us and, you know, they, they all walk very, very fast in Estonia. So, so you stay in good shape trying to keep up with them. Um, and so she walks over and she meets us and then she's like, okay, and we're going to go over here. And, you know, we're walking all around and she's in sandals and I'm in my tennis shoes and I'm like, okay, <laughs> 
you know, trying to keep up with them. And so, um, so we went back to the house and we're, we're playing and stuff and she has to be to work the next morning. And, um, and I just, I noticed, right? Like she had this look in her eye, like, I love you so much and I'm so honored to have you in my home, but I am exhausted and I need to get this baby to sleep. And so, so it's being intentional and, and she didn't have to ask us to leave. I, I read it. I, I read it. And I said, okay, well, it was so awesome getting to see you guys. We're going to have to go now, you know? And it, you don't put it on somebody else to ask you to leave. You read it and you do it on your own. That's how you can be a good friend is by knowing when it's time. Um, and then uh, one more proverb. So Proverbs 27.6. Okay, now this one is, this one's really going to hurt. So you can close your eyes for it if you want to. It's fine. It's like ripping off a Band-Aid, but it's okay. So Proverbs 27.6 says, wounds, ooh, that just starts off bad, right? Wounds, wounds from a sincere friend suck. Just joking. It doesn't say that. Sorry. That's what you wanted it to say. That's why I had you close your eyes so you could visualize. The Bible says that? No, it doesn't. Sorry. Fake news. Okay, so wounds from a sincere friend are better. Wait. Wound, being wounded by a friend is better than something? Like what? No, the, there's nothing that wounds in our head we think are better than, right? No, but wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Better than kisses from an enemy. No one likes to be wounded. It's not an enjoyable experience. Nobody likes to be corrected. I've never seen, like, I'm a teacher, right? So I've never seen kids in my class be like, Thank you so much for telling me to spit out my gum. Thank you so much for telling me to do my homework. No, nobody likes that. Everybody hates that, in fact. And people only listen to what they want to hear, right? Um, there's, there's, you know, always somebody that's going to be like, you know what, you're right, whether you're right or wrong, right? They're like your yes man that you can go to and you can tell them, lay out all the drama to them, and they're going to back you up every time whether you're right or wrong. That's not the kind of people that we want speaking into our lives, right? Um, and oftentimes, uh, or we live in a culture where, where it's all about self, Right? It's all about ourselves and what we want and what makes us feel good and what makes us feel happy and what makes us feel all of the things that we want to feel. Um, it's self-centered. It's egocentric. Only caring about ourselves, it's, it's not good, right? Um, and so we want people to be able to speak into our lives. As Christians, oftentimes people filter out what they want from, to hear from the Bible, right? Have you guys ever done, I mean, I, I'm guilty of doing it where I'm like, let me find the exact Bible verse that backs me up to show that I'm right. And so when we do that and when we filter out God's word from our life, it's basically like an echo of ourselves in our ears just telling us everything that we want to hear, right? When we only pick the good stuff that applies to us and, and backs us up. But when we do that, um, we lose the friendship of Jesus. We lose what Jesus wants to tell us. The whole Bible is what we're supposed to be following, not picking the pieces that fits our circumstances for that moment. Um, and the Bible is God's way to speak into our lives. And sometimes the Bible can rebuke us. Anybody ever had that when you're going through a situation and you open it up and you read it and you're like, dang, I didn't want to hear that. But it rebukes us and it gently corrects us so that we can be better than we were before we opened up his word. So get into your Bible. 
And um, that's going to be a hundred times better than the enemy coming in and speaking smooth words and, um, and caressing you and just telling you all the lies and all the things that, that you think that you want to hear. Mm-mm. Nope, no good. So my second point for today is Proverbs, which is what we just went through was a bunch of Proverbs. Proverbs gives wisdom for bold friendships. Proverbs gives wisdom for bold friendships. And just on a side note, like, this isn't in my message, but if you ever don't know where to go in the Bible, if you're like, hey, like, I have no idea where, where to go in the Bible, read the Proverbs. Like, so what's today? The ninth? So if you haven't, if you're like, I don't know what to read, open up to Proverbs 9 and read Proverbs 9. I've done that so many times, and I've read the same thing over and over again, but every single time God speaks to me through whatever it is. So, so if you don't know where to start, Proverbs is a, is a great place. Okay, um, so then the Bible says in Matthew uh, that the Holy Spirit is present wherever believers are gathered. And the early church of Acts sets an example for this by making um, it intentional to meet, eat, and worship together. Anybody like eating? Cool, two of you guys, awesome. Well, meet and eat. Okay, I like that, meet and eat. Okay, um, Okay. so we're going to look at Acts 2 verse 42 through 47. It says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and sharing. So fellowship is like meeting together, right? And sharing in meals, that's eating. And to prayer, which is worship. Okay? Um, Verse 43, A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. They were meeting together, eating, and praying And God added to that number. How amazing is that? That's super cool. Um, Being at church on Sundays, it's important. Like, don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that church on Sundays is not important. Um, And it's important to come and to hear a message for 30, 45 minutes, whatever it is, and get nuggets that kind of, you know, can, can keep you going a little bit. But there's such beauty in feeding yourself. Feed yourself. This Bible does not only have to be opened on Sundays when you come to church to look up the Bible verses. You can feed yourself. You can get into this anytime that you want to. Um, and it uh, feeds yourself both spiritually and physically. And when you get to join with other believers, as the Bible provides an example to do so, there's something special about living it out through the week. Um, to be Christ followers, we must live it out daily in the community. Sorry. Uh, when we do this, that is when ministry happens. And if you haven't gotten to a chance to be a part of a small group, um, I know that we have one that's currently going right now, and it is special. Like, it is such a special time of, of fellowship and just um, honesty and just transparency and just getting into the Lord's word together. And it's, it's so special. Um, sitting here in church on a Sunday morning, there's no back and forth, right? There's no, there's no engagement of, of like, oh, you know, anybody have any questions? 
We'll wait for that to go by real quick. Um, or where people speak freely or share their thoughts or any of that kind of stuff. That's not what Sundays are for. That's what happens the rest of the week when those conversations get to be had. Um, and, and it can happen. Like in Estonia, there was back and forth of like people in the audience like asking questions uh, up to the front and that kind of stuff. But they're also willing to sit for a two-hour church service, right? And so, so we could have that here on a Sunday morning if we wanted to. But, um, but for the most part, people came to, uh, you know, come to get those nuggets. But once we're fed on Sundays, are we pouring out throughout the week? Or are we gluttonous and we only care about having ourselves fed on Sundays? And then our last verse for today is going to be Acts 4, 32 through 35. And Acts is also an awesome book to read to. I'm going through that right now in my own personal studies. Um, so verse 32, all the believers were united in heart and mind. United in heart and mind. And they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned the land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. So when you do life together, you become united in heart and mind. And when we come together to provide the needs of each other, then when there's extras, we can spill out into the community, right? But we have to get ourselves in check first before we can go out into the community and, and, and do all the things. And so having that relationship with Jesus is just so important and it's so beautiful. And so that's our third point for today. And that is friendship creates a bold church community. So friendship creates a bold church community. And I would encourage you um, that if you aren't connected um, in, in a small group or if you're not connecting throughout the week, Find somebody to connect with, right? Don't, I mean, we've read all of this stuff about how we're not supposed to do life alone. We're not supposed to live in isolation. We're not supposed to do that stuff. And so are we just picking and choosing what's convenient to us to follow? We want to ignore that part because, oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I, I'm a loner. I don't like to hang out with people. That's me. I'm all of those things. I'm busy. I, I, I'm an introvert. I don't like to, to go and like hang out with, with tons of people. That, it's not my jam. But do I push myself and get out of it, my comfort zone, and do it? Absolutely. Because that's what the Lord's word says to do. Um, and, and maybe you're like, you know what? Small groups just aren't my thing. Well, cool. Then there's men's group. There's sisterhood. Or what about that good old-fashioned, hey, what are you doing after church? You want to go grab a bite to eat? That works too, right? And so we have to eliminate the excuses because God can't bless excuses. He can't. He doesn't want to hear your excuses. I would say, like, what, but that's not appropriate for church. But excuses are like something, right? And everybody has them. Okay. Um, good. PG for church service. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. 
Come visit us here at Livingstone's Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.